It's extra drama for book number 61, Boy Trouble. Hello, gladiators, and welcome to Extra Drama. It's the first extra drama of season seven. And in this episode, I am joined by Marissa Wasalik. Hi, Marissa. Hello. Hello. Happy to be here again to talk to you. I'm happy that you are here as well. Um, We had a fun time reading about Patty Gilbert and her life. And I wanted to raise something. Um, Well, I guess before before I raise this particular issue, um, I guess I want to say, just to get it out of the way, that like, so neither of us is black which isn't ideal for like this particular conversation, but I just want to acknowledge it. Like it's something that I'm aware of. Um, And in the book, like Patty's race, Patty's blackness is not really a factor in the story. Like you could have picked any character in Sweet Valley Universe or invented a brand new character we've never heard of and had this story happen to them. It would have not changed in any real fundamental way i don't think it would have functioned mm-hmm. um which was kind of a relief honestly because like as we that. were saying in the yeah yeah it, we were saying in the main episode like we were kind of primed to think when we look at the cover of this book uh and know that it is about at least in part going to be about a non-white character that you worry a little bit that it's going to be like an issues book and that the character's race is going to be made central. As with the Sandra Bacon Manuel Lopez book, which was the first of these books ever to feature a non-white character on the cover, I believe. And it was all about, you know, her family's racism against Mexicans. And it's like, okay, you know, this is, it's not like I, I'm not upset at the books for existing, but it is like, sticky <laughs> to wade through in a perspective, which is what that's what we're doing here. Yeah. Anyway, the the thing that I wanted to talk about is just like thought processes that I found myself having around Jim Hollis. Okay. Okay. Because when characters in this book are black, that they are black is referenced pretty casually, you know, it's just which is great, you know, just sort of thrown off there. It's it's mentioned that they're casual. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's, it's casually mentioned. mentioned. <laughs> it's casually mentioned that they're black, that they're, you know, that their hair is black or that their skin is brown, you know, just like you describe any other character in Sweet Valley, yeah. except for that no white character is ever described as being white. True. Jim's race is never described. I was going to talk. Yes, I was going to say that because of the way that they go into boys in these books you know you you like are always tied like in this book we we get a description of vince and his long black hair and his like you know chiseled features i did not see any description of jim hollis i don't i don't think we know what we don't know how tall he is we don't know what color his hair is we don't know what color his eyes are until i saw that he had a black cousin which also doesn't mean anything. Right. So you, I was going through the whole book, and and uh, Ted is introduced to us. Jana's fiance's introduction. Uh, we're told that you know there's a ha- tall, handsome black man standing next to her. So okay, Ted is black. Great, we got it. Um, you can ass- we assume that the Gilbert parents are black, you know, but we don't know. What about Craig? You know, what about now? It makes you start to wonder. Like, are we supposed to? Like, we, what assumptions are we making even about this book? Is the book going to make 
an interracial romance a th- an issue or is it going to treat it as lightly as it would be treated by like a commercial for Cheerios, you know, is it, gonna, yeah. what is it? it, it and like I, again, I, the la- I mean, it, I mean, like being, like being black is not what defined Patty. And I very much appreciate that. And yes, and it's yeah, not absolutely. A thing that anyone brings up in, um, in, their interactions with her or anyone in her family or, um, you know, but like I, I get through half of the book and I'm like, is Patty in an interracial relationship? Do I care? <laughs> right. And I want to be clear, like, I don't have a take on this. I don't know if that were the case. I don't think that I would have preferred for the book to have pointed that out. As Marissa alluded to, eventually we learn about Jim's cousin. And just as quickly in passing as anything else, it's mentioned that Jim's cousin was black. And like Jessica, I think, mentions it or something like that. Uh, they just, and she has a description in the in the uh, movie theater that Jim was canoodling. Oh, right. Oh, okay. that's right. So we, we curly hair. Like we do get a description of the cousin. That's right. So when we learn that she is his cousin, we retroactively are like, okay, so probably again, definitely no rule that. Um, yeah. I mean, cause I have a lot so, of cousins yeah. who are much browner than I am. So like, right, right. You know, as a, as a mixed race person, it doesn't say anything that like she was hanging out with a white girl or, you know, she was hanging out with, um, you know, someone else of a, of a different race, but it was just something that I assumed given those context clues, but like how important is it that we mentioned that Jim Hollis is black? And well, when what I found myself thinking throughout the book was, I wonder if we are, I wonder what assumption we as the readers, or even like we as 1990 readers, are supposed to be making. Are we supposed to be assuming that Jim is black because he is the boyfriend of Patty Gilbert? Mm And he's dating this other black girl later. Or are we supposed to assume that Jim is white because we're not told otherwise? And the reason I wanted to bring this up is because for me as a writer and as a person who like wants to be, you know, an anti-racist and all that stuff, you know, I this that is a that thing of like whiteness as default in media whether it's in my writing or just in my assumptions about the world in my in my uh, my generalizations about society or about people that i'm talking about whatever that's a place for me that i know is um is a challenge sometimes something i catch myself in and i I think you once you start thinking about it, you see it all over the place that there's this assumption that if you don't specify otherwise, whoever it is that we're talking about as citizens of America or whatever, are we're talking about white people, unless otherwise clarified. Yeah. Uh, you know, I automatically default, like, as... And, and I, I don't know if this is different within... And I hope I don't sound... God, this is such a 2022 thing to say. I hope we don't sound racist as I explore this. Uh, <laughs> like, 
<laughs> well, I don't mean to put you on the spot either, like having this, like making this a serious conversation. Well, but, but. I do default to, to like whiteness. Um, and I, I, I don't know if that's because I am part white um, and I grew up in a white neighborhood. Um, and uh, I, I also don't... Uh, the thing about race is that you just pick and choose in a way when you're in between them. This is my experience as a mixed race person. Oh, interesting. That I do pick and choose. I don't feel a lot of the white guilt that a lot of white people do um, when associating um, about um, different about race relations. Because uh, for me, it's like, well, you know, and and, and I allow myself um, a little bit of racism toward my own races. So it's funny to mm. like if I were a white person and I were joking about um, Filipino culture, that's racist. But as a Filipino person joking about Filipino culture, that's funny. So mm. um, it's like yeah. I, I get that's, to like that's interesting pick and choose, and it's kind of funny that um, I don't default to uh, a brown person when I can't picture anyone. I always default to a white person. And I think that just happens to be because I grew up amongst white people um, more often. I think that makes sense. I mean, what the, what that observation is making me think about is just the way that it's something it's something that culture does too, right? Or doesn't do. Like something culture does or, or opts not to do is to have this kind of agreement that this is what we're talking about and you don't get to opt into it or not if you're just if you're a kid growing up as a consumer of culture as a reader of books you don't get to decide whether the culture has made this supposition that um unless otherwise specified we're talking about white people <laughs> and so that's what it's, it's exciting you know to be in a time when we are thinking about those things i mean i'm sure it, like you said, it, it could be challenging, but I'm really grateful that we've gotten to this place at least where we're like willing to talk about it or almost feel like we have to talk about it mm -hmm. um, in, in these spaces because we can't do anything about like we can't fix anything that needs to be fixed uh, and lift up the things that need to be lifted up if we're not talking about it. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the podcast again because, um, you know, we needed some, you needed someone to talk to quickly. And I was there and I felt like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I've been put, putting it off and putting it off. And I mean, I guess I might as well say that I had, I, because I, I am now not knowing what these books are about. As the producer of this podcast, I find myself dancing around some of these books that I know are going to cover a, like a person of difference, like of some kind of difference from the rest of the Sweet Valley, like, uh, world, because if I ask a friend or a colleague or something to be on the show to talk about it with me, I don't know what I'm subjecting them to. So it's like, I, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to leave anybody out of the conversation, but I also don't want to make somebody read racism book, you know? Yeah. And, so, and like coming into it, I didn't know what this book was about. And uh, weirdly, I assumed it was about race relations be because of the cover. 
And I, mm-hmm. I was like, I hope that I have like enough melanin in my skin to have an accurate sort of like. Oh my gosh. Like, yeah. I know, right? Like, well, at a certain point, it was things. really just like the podcast needs to come, like, like the season needs to start. I've been like spinning my wheels all this time. I promise we're going to have. I mean, starting with you, but we're going to have plenty of diversity to continue to. I've tried to do, I mean, I have naturally and by choice, you know, had all, all sorts of people on the show over the years. So that's not going to change this season either. Yeah, but. I was just hoping that like I could like speak to whatever came up into in the book uh, on some level. And I was trying to like give myself some kind of primer, um, like, like, you know, oh, 90s. Man like life in the 90s and like you know I found myself asking Google like you know what year was the what year was the Rodney King beating and what year was the and I tried to be like hey is this something that they would want to bring up in Sweet Valley like you know (laughs) it is it is Black History Month and I wanted to like be able to speak to things and I'm thankful that I read through it and it was just about being a teenager and that is what Sweet Valley is all about you know (laughs) so I think yeah well you know one thing that that made me think of as long as we're like we're talking about nostalgia stuff a little bit it is interesting and I'm not the first person to make this observation but the way that like in the 90s there were a lot of mainstream uh, TV shows that I watched and loved, uh, Family Matters, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, mm-hmm. like that were about black families, and it was great and it was fun. And they were part of TGIF or whatever. Like I loved those shows. They were cultural like icons. Yeah. Steve Urkel, for Pete's sake, yeah. you know, like <laughs> cultural icons. And then we like went this way where stuff kind of you know seemed like it was more. Um, almost like segregated by design for a while. And it was just like black shows were going to be on a special separate network. And like, and there was this whole kind of re argument that had to happen where you had to remind people all over again. that like I liked girlfriends. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. People watched. Yeah. We watched those shows. Oh my God. Um, uh, a different world. I, that was a show that I watched. Back, like, I like never mind. Welcome back, world. Cotter. Yeah. I would totally have had a different Dwayne world Wayne? T-shirt from the TV land. I All those glasses. glasses. <laughs> oh my gosh! So it was like, I mean, it's not the same thing as what we're talking about with the kind of like. I mean, Fresh Prince is 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 interesting case because that was a black family that was in a. They were like the Fowlers of uh, yeah. of their world. So there was you know more of kind of like black characters and white characters and coexisting and and thinking about those issues. But anyway, the reason I brought it up is just that it's interesting how we had to kind of that was doing that was doing it in its way, and we had to have this middle period where something different was happening before like TV in that kind of entertainment could like we could realize again that like yeah no (laughs) we don't have to just have shows about a certain kind of person for those kinds of people like it can be fun to watch people that don't look exactly like you yeah on TV yeah and also I mean white people needed to (laughs) that white people can watch people that don't look like them on TV because other people not white people have have in America at least have lots of practice of watching people that don't look like them on TV but anyway yes just We'll see, whiteness has default. Go, I go see. I'm trying to crack myself. I'm working on it, you guys. I'm working on it. Always working on it. <laughs> ah. 
What else? This is fun. See, we're talking about TV. <laughs> we're talking about books. It's just light fun on Sweet Valley Diaries this week as ever. Uh, Do you have any closing thoughts on this matter, Marissa? You know, I'm interested to see what people will say in reaction to this conversation. Um, I know that I have trouble talking about race um, because for me, racism was solved in the 90s when Michael Jackson did the black and white video. And or when <laughs> or when okay. Queen Latifah yeah. sang U N I T Y or something but like, um, but you know obviously we have a long way to go and a lot to talk about, um, so that when we pick up books like this, we don't have some kind of inherent bias, um, thinking that um, that there is a race issue to actually talk about, um, and um, I. I mean, not that there isn't. <laughs> not, yeah, but, well, like, and I think part of that is being primed by the series itself, you know? Yes. Not being, you know, like we said, first cover ever with the black person on the cover. Yeah. And um, I, so, I felt like that that was a momentous occasion. Um, that yeah. That was something to, like, really really celebrate. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy. I'm honestly, I'm happy that it ended up just being a story about that character. And it, that and it, it wasn't it, an issue. So book, many other you know? characters. I can't wait to hear about the drama that happens to um, Patty's cousin Tracy, who's also a junior at Sweet Valley High. You know, I, I really, it introduced oh, man, this whole about Tracy. click that we weren't really yeah. aware of. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I, I don't really have any closing thoughts. I just, I, I'm really excited about the world that is opening up um, as we, I mean, how many, how many Sweet Valley books are there? I, do you, you know? Oh, like 140. So we've got like all the way up to like, what, 1996, right? To Yeah, we're definitely deep into the, the 90s before I, I they really end. I really appreciate. The, sh- the TV show is going to start. The, the, well, the TV show is going to start, and then the covers are going to start to change, and sometimes the Daniels twins are on the covers instead of it's. We've got a long way to go, and uh, miles to go before we sleep. Gladiators, don't worry. I loved the show. Sometimes when I'm preparing to um, do the podcast, I will have the Sweet Valley High um, theme song stuck in my head for for days. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one, I'm sure. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Marissa, and thank you, Gladiators. Um, I know sometimes people get a little antsy and they feel that I'm being too hard on the books and the series, uh, but this is not really a value judgment. It was just something I was curious about. Uh, like, what was the assumption that that we were supposed to make about, about good old Jim and why? I don't, I don't um, think you're too hard on the series. I think as a writer, it's, you know, <laughs> like, it's... Oh, I feel fine about exactly how hard I am on the series. The (laughs) podcast wouldn't exist if I were just like, if I didn't have something to say about it. (laughs) That's the whole point. We're not just. Yeah, I hate to break it to you guys. This isn't just a Sweet Valley High podcast. This is a podcast about the past and the way we feel about it from the present. So if that's a surprise, you haven't been paying attention. But I'm glad you're here now. 
you got to rewind and, and listen to more of Sweet Valley Diaries is what you got to do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Indoctrinate. Thank you for your help in that. All right, everybody. Until next time. Bye. Bye.